Hey guys, and welcome back to Warhammer Rookies with Richard and Roman. Hello, everyone. I've been scared once again by, the, by this horrible <laughs> sound of Zoom. Jesus Christ, like, yeah. why did you do this to me? If anyone, any of you use Zoom, uh, just press the recording button at some point to see how loud the voices that comes out that tell you it's recording is. I mean, I don't know, like, when it says like that, like, the record, uh, like, um, the record, uh, like, the meeting has been recorded, that's what it says, like, the meeting has been recorded. Uh, yeah. it, it almost, it almost feels like I'm doing something illegal. <laughs> It's like the meeting has been recorded. It's like Jesus Christ, I'm giving up. <laughs> well, the irony is, we we both have to turn up our headphones loads because we always find our voices come out quieter on Zoom than on like a Discord chat or something. So, I don't know. Uh, other thing that I wanted to mention before we got started is I am full of allergies this week. Um, I'll, I'll mute myself whenever I have to blow my nose or anything. But if you hear me coughing or if I'm talking weird, it's it's not Corona. It's just the pollen trying to kill me instead. <laughs> Actually, mate, if you if you ever, you, I mean, I, I would share an Instagram photo if I would have an Instagram, but uh, I've seen some of my friends' photos from Moscow, uh, from Moscow, and uh, like the whole city right now is basically covered with different types of, um, uh, um, I don't know, like seeds and like leaves and everything else. Like it's basically, it's basically, it feels like. I don't know. Um, like, do you have um, uh, uh, poplars in UK? Uh, probably. <laughs> I'm really bad at plant names. Okay, so basically, a poplar is a plant uh, which has like. Uh, so when you cut it, like by default, they all masculine, uh, but when you cut it, it becomes feminine immediately, and then it starts to spread seeds, and uh, the seeds are covered in uh, fluff in white fluff and, I, uh, I know the ones yeah they're really bad for my allergies <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> exactly like and at some point in moscow i think it was in 60s or something like that the whole city was planted with them like absolutely the whole one was filled with poplars mm. and of course at some point they start to become very big and uh, the governmental services the city services started to cut them off i mean cut them off the branches Mm -hmm. And uh, now in in June or especially in July, I'm sure it's going to feel like winter in Moscow because <laughs> of white fluff from yeah. those trees. Well, uh, we'll move on. Don't come to Moscow. You have allergy. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll move on from the allergy chat into some 40k. Um, as you guys who listen probably have noticed, we're feeling a bit down about the current state of the like more more recent codexes they all seem a bit overtuned and um after we played our game the other day our first game of the new admix codex uh, i had some time to think i had a bit of a rant on the podcast <laughs> uh, but i kind of came to a conclusion I, I texted roman straight away uh saying look we don't actually need to do this um we don't need to be playing with uh hundred Skatari infantry and 15 Dark Elder Incubi and double Trueborn, which actually sounds really cool. I would like to try, but it's <laughs> definitely not something that should be allowed. I reckon it'll get a fact. For those of you who don't know, there's a, a since Dark Elder got nerfed, more loopholes in the codex have been found because it's, it's just that dense a book that mm -hmm. um, as a broken thing gets fixed, another broken thing is found. Uh, so there's a new loophole 
uh, that allows you to take two units of Trueborn, which is an upgrade for one unit in your army that lets it hit on a two plus. But because of the way uh, detachments work, Dark Elder don't get punished for taking multiple patrols. So you can mm -hmm. take many patrols, and in each one of them, spend the points to make your Archon of that patrol a uh, Overlord, and mm -hmm. then you can have another unit of Trueborn. Uh, so you could have several units of Trueborn when it's only intended to be one unit. Um, that's the problem with these complicated rook codexes, man. Like it's it's really fun from an army building's perspective, but when it gets to the level of something like a dark out or admech, there's so many rules interactions that more and more loopholes have to be found. But I, I'm actually fairly sure that one will get a fact. Um, and that's the point. What we're going to say today is it's going to get fact before we get to play in tournaments. Um, I know the UK is doing really well with its. Uh, uh, vaccine regimen right mm -hmm. now uh sweden is a bit behind most of europe is a bit behind the uk but even in the uk all of the events have been pushed back um uh, boris johnson declared that he wasn't going to open the country up again mm -hmm. uh, which would have been yesterday at the time of recording it was supposed to open up um and he's pushed that back um due to more variants of the virus being found uh so it's not going to be until the autumn maybe the winter and if we're really unlucky not until next year that we actually have events uh unless you're living in america or, or australia i know we do have quite a few american listeners they actually make up about 50 percent of our audience because <laughs> how big 40k is in america um but even for those of you who are living in america i know a lot of states are not allowing um gatherings still um and actually as much as like, it's a shame we don't get to go to tournaments i think in the current state of the game it can kind of be a boon um, because you don't have to get better at the game, you don't have to be playing the best list all the time. I would actually say playing a suboptimal list can improve your play even better because you'll find uh, two things. Firstly, uh, you're playing with a slight handicap. And when I was a swimming teacher, as I'm sure lots of you know, when you're training swimmers, uh, you get them to wear pajamas in the pool when they're training. And then when they come to competition, they take the pajamas off and they just wear the speedos and then they shoot across the pool. And it can have a similar effect with, with Warhammer. Like if I take um, an Empress Children list and I take some Predators and like Predators have kill shot, which is all right, but they're not actually very good, really. Um, that's kind of play, playing a game as if I'm swimming with pajamas on, uh, which will mean when you get to your tournaments and you take a more refined list, you should definitely practice that more refined list before you go to the actual tournament. But in this big gap we have now before before tournaments, it's a good training period to play with models you actually really want to play that are not so suboptimal because you're giving yourself that handicap which will help you learn. The other thing you'll find is that maybe that unit that the is generally considered to not be that good, actually for your play style or for something that's been overlooked is actually very, very powerful. Going back to the Predator example, yeah, against Sadmech, maybe not the best take, but one of the other big lists at the moment is is Ultramemes, which is Dreadnought Spam. And if you and actually there's a chance that could be really, like, <laughs> so there's a chance something like three predators, which people aren't expecting, coming in from outflank so they don't get shot off the first turn, or just moving behind cover if you have have the option. Tanks can move in five with no penalty now. So kill shot actually could be really useful. But you don't know if you don't try. And I think like what I said to Roman is we don't we shouldn't play these lists. Like I, there's actually a few dark out lists that I'd be kind of happy to play now, but 
I find it's it's just too much and like I've been saying repeatedly this year my, my quest has been to improve my play with with demons um, and Roman is so against playing an Admech Horde because it's not the Admech he wants to play and for both our benefit in having more fun with the game and for like I said swimming with pajamas on uh, then you can uh, take the army list you actually want and see how it does, you know? Yeah, and actually, I mean, like, guys, you, you probably you probably already noticed me a few times saying Treadmill spam, something spam. It's like, the, the, the whole point here is basically because we have that spam attitude right now yeah. in, the, in the tournaments and the, in competitive lists, it kind of feels silly a bit. I mean, like, can you imagine, like, 40K world uh, like it is in the lore, for example, with uh, forces of Imperium, and they are absolutely fancy, dreadful, dreadnought spam. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's, I mean, like, I'm pretty sure they, they have quite a bunch of dreadnoughts in the Imperium Army. I'm pr pretty sure that a lot of people die here and there, and their corpses are dragged from the battlefield and put into dreadnoughts. Yeah, sure. Uh, but it's, it cannot be called a spam, right? Like, it's not how it works. The list that's going around is like 50 intercessors, two invictors, two contemptors, and two redemptors, plus some other tools to flavor. And in a company of space marines, you have like two to three dreadnoughts, and contemptors are relics from 30k that a chapter maybe has like five of if they're lucky. So to yeah, show yeah. up to a battlefield with 15 of the exactly. guys that you're meant to have, you know, 60 of in a company and then more dreadnoughts that are in that company, including two relics, it's not very fluffy. Um, yeah. The thing with spam is, I mean, it's always going to be a factor in competitive play because mm -hmm. a way to win is you, you find the best in the book, you take it as many times as you can. Um, if any of you follow Archon Skari, um, who's a really, really good Dark Harder player, probably heard his name, uh, he also makes a lot of really good content. And I would say he's really um gone beyond being a dark outer um teacher of the game now he plays dark outer pretty much exclusively um he plays templars sometimes for fun but his he plays dark outer that's what he does but the way he approaches the game and the way he, he communicates about the game is is um sort of transcended that focus on pure dark outer where it's rules you can apply to all different lists mm -hmm. and one thing that he always talks about or frequently talks about is that spam doesn't necessarily mean taking the same unit lots of times. Uh, one example that doesn't exist anymore, but it, it was, is a very good example that he used to give back in 7th edition, is if you're taking a mixed Aldari force, instead of taking two, two units of Trueborn, take one unit of Trueborn and one unit of Fire Dragons, and they both do the same job, but they do it a little bit differently. And that can actually throw your opponent a curveball um, so that's another thing to think about, you know. If you have been playing um, Dark Outer, let's use Dark Outer as an example. It's an army I know well, and Incubator being spammed at the moment in which it's being spammed. Um, but there are other melee units in the Dark Outer book. I've seen people experiment with Heliots. So dropping, instead of taking three units of 10 Witches, taking two units of 10 Witches and one unit of 10 Hellions. I mean, the Hellions aren't as good as the Witches, but... They do have some other things. They, they're a bit faster. They have an inbuilt increase to strength. Um, 
like throwing your opponent a curveball like that can actually be pretty useful and gets away from that that spamming of just the same unit and that's the sort of thing i'm talking about you know experiment with your list playing the models you want to play and having fun with the game like i think i kind of lost that over the past few weeks over like engaging <laughs> about about the state of the game but actually this is a game and, and we're here to have fun and yeah yeah you know. Exactly, that's that's basically what I'm talking about right now. So, guys, like um, uh, the tournament that Richard just mentioned, uh, tournament and competitive lists, they're going, they're always going to tend towards uh, spam-ish attitude because, as you said, like you see the best thing in the book, you take as many best things as you can, because those are those tiny or not tiny, shiny things. The red also don't think that they're tiny. Uh, <laughs> you take them as many as, as you can, and then you play it. Uh, but apart from uh, from the basic problem of uh, repeating the same thing, even though it's like it to like two different types of Eldari units, which basically do the same job. Yeah. I mean, you they may not be the same units, and some people may may say like, well, they're not the same. That's that's why it's not a spam. Well, we do understand that in our heads. Yeah. We understand what they do, and because we understand what they do, and they do basically the same job, it's still nah, kind of spam, right? Uh, so the, the first thing, as you as you just as you just said, uh, is the thing that you have to have fun uh, with the game, otherwise, like why do you play it? Uh, the second one is, uh, yeah, lore perspective is a bit weird to have a lot of red notes on the battlefield. Mm -hmm. But another thing is that, guys, uh, 40k is an expensive hobby. Yeah. Uh, and uh, buying all those red nulls, uh, and I'm sure some of those are going to be Forge World. Like, that's. Forge World Arms on the Contemptus. I mean, that's one of the reasons the, the Dreadnought list has become so popular, is because it doesn't really contain any Forge World. Uh, the Arms on the Contemptus are Forge World, but. Dirty secret is that most people 3D print them, right? Or get them from a website like Popcorn's the Monkey. But, yeah, but uh, for example, for the Chaos List, you remember it was a thing when people started to use. Um, yeah, Rodeo Dreadnoughts. Yeah, the the Rodeo Dreadnoughts. So expensive, <laughs> and now and now you can't use them because they got yeah. nerfed because people were taking three. Exactly, exactly. So basically, that's what I'm talking about. That was the uh, Rodeo spam, uh, mm -hmm. infamous uh, Chaos Dreadnought spam. Uh, which at some point actually kind of was dominating on the tournaments. At least I played against uh, that list at least two times, I think, uh, probably even three times, uh, considering my amount of tournaments that I visited. Uh, well, not really a lot. Uh, that's why I would probably say, well, yeah, it was quite popular and you know, a lot of people yeah. used it. Uh, and um, I, I know that a lot of those people actually bought those red notes, and uh, well, I I guess uh, each and uh, each one of them costs like uh, fifty quid. Oh, 50, way, 60, more. way more, way more, way more. Over oh, hundred. Well, over a hundred. Well, okay, guys, let's imagine. Like, let's say they cost just one hundred, right? Three, three hundred quid. You just put it in trash, and okay, probably not trash bin, but on your bookshelf where you're going to rest till the end of the days because they're never going to come back from there. Like that's for sure. When something happens in Forge World, usually it's like it it really it rarely changes later on in the future. So uh, think about that as well. Uh, if you're ready to to spend your money uh, on a pretty expensive hobby as 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 such as such as forty uh, k, uh, think about what you're going to do with all those models. Which right now 
in this particular moment available and uh, in this particular moment they can potentially help you win the tournament if you would have any uh what's going to happen with them in half of the year in sweden actually we are going to have or it looks like they're going to have a portuguese tournament uh they half announced it i'm saying half because they announced it for sigmar uh and uh, the organizer said that they're going to announce uh the parts for 40k as well but later on this week so it looks like they are going to have a tournament in sweden in november um, right now, guys, when you're going to, if you see this published, <laughs> if you see this episode published, you will notice that it's going to be published in uh, the third week of June. So from June till November, it's quite a lot of time. It's quite a lot of codexes, it's uh, quite a lot of FAQs, and uh, probably, probably, who knows, uh, even some additional uh, releases with chapter updates, or like with mission updates at least. Mm. Uh, that's why I'm I'm 100% sure that all the lists that we can potentially imagine with all those new codexes, they are not going to be valid in November. No, absolutely not. Uh, there's no way. Um, there'll be more books coming. Uh, there'll probably be a few FAQs in between as well. And if they are valid, I mean, build them in September, October, not now, um, would be my advice. And have fun playing the game. Um, I just think, uh, like I said before, like it is a game, and sometimes you have to remind yourself that it is actually a game <laughs> and play it for fun rather than um, than just trying to to dominate all the time. Especially when there are tournaments are all so far away. Um, yeah, so I just checked the Derodeo. It's actually it's actually eighty pounds, not a hundred pounds, but still it's a lot oh. of money. It's still it's a lot of money guys like it's basically two thousand crowns and for two thousand crowns you can i don't know like you can yeah. have a nice dinner or two or three, <laughs> or a really like, nice dinner yeah or like two weeks of food i don't know <laughs> 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 so yeah that's that's quite a lot yeah. um that's why for example for our next game uh i was thinking what, what i'm going to play next and uh our next game i'm not going to play uh this horrible horde list of vanguards, which I didn't like. Uh, I'm still going to take some vanguards uh, because, well, I mean, they're troops. Like, you have to take troops. Like, that's 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 the game, right? Mm -hmm. uh, you need to hold objectives. Uh, you need to move forward. And, uh, well, like, that that happened that vanguards are the strongest units in, in the Admin Codex at the moment. So you just have to take them. That's, that's, that's the way of life. But what I've also noticed uh, that if I take um, uh, breachers, uh, it's possible to make them core. It uh, it's not that easy. I mean, like it's not optimal from the points perspective, uh, but it's possible to make them core. Mm -hmm. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to take um, one big blob of uh, breachers. I'm going to take uh, one big blob of vanguards and one big blob of rangers. Uh, okay. Before you not... continue the list, you might have already done this, but I actually had a challenge, which was to play Highlander. So do you know the movie Highlander? No. There can only be one. So there's a 4AK format, which is called Highlander, which is where you can mm -hmm. only take one of each unit. Aha. Uh -huh. Mm -hmm. 
Well, actually, I have one. I have one and I have one. Yeah, so that's a very good start. You're going yeah, that's a really good start. Yeah, then um, uh, apart from that, I'm going to take uh, one unit um, as well, one unit of uh, Skitari infiltrators, mm -hmm. only one. Uh, I'm going to take only one unit of robots, mm -hmm. uh, the punchy bots uh, in this particular case, uh, one flyer, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Scorpius uh, disintegrator, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, Scorpius, uh, not Scorpius, uh, the tanky crab that they have as well. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Dune crawler. Dune crawler. They call model that no one knows the name of because you never yeah. see the battlefield. Exactly. And apart from that, apart from that, I'm going to take a knight. Oh wow! Okay, that's super cool. Uh, yeah. So uh, it's it's uh, I tried it in my head a few times, uh, and uh, it's definitely not a castle anymore. Mm -hmm. I can't play it as a castle; it's just not possible. Like it just doesn't work. I have to move my forces. I have to move my things forward in order to win. Uh, but what it actually has, uh, it has a, it, it, it has machines. Basically, it has robots. It has knight, and well, that's something. Mm -hmm. uh, it has uh, some sort of uh, synergy in it because you still can apply canticles on night. Mm -hmm. Well, that, that's pretty good. Uh, I still can issue orders in the marshal. Uh, yes, I'm going to keep only one marshal. I'm not going to go with this silly idea of taking like two or three marshals. Mm -hmm. No, I'm going to take only one marshal. I'm going to take one dominus and I'm going to take one manipulus as well uh, so everything by one basically so uh, even without knowing that there is a format like this where you can take only one unit of each sort uh, i still fit <laughs> fine enough i still fit uh, but why i think this list is good or why i think that this list at least at least worth trying to play uh first thing first i like it mm -hmm. I think it's pretty important, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, second one uh, for me personally is uh, it's more convenient to play such list. I don't have that many units of infantry, mm -hmm. which I have to command. Uh, I have more um, heavy things uh, and bigger, bigger things, which again, for me personally, it's more convenient to play those in big chunks. Um, Third, I still keep these uh, bonuses that they have from the codex. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, uh, the orders from the marshal, uh, the fancy stratagems uh, for rangers and for uh, vanguards. Why do I take breachers? Well, breachers, actually, if they are assault free, uh, I think, oh no, assault free. I think they're actually kind of good. I think they're kind of good unit. The only problem with them that they are bikers. Mm -hmm. uh, and not core. Bikers, unfortunately, I, I didn't see if I can fix that or not. I didn't notice if it's possible to make them to behave like an infantry, or probably there is a stratagem that I just didn't notice or something like, I don't know, like some uh, relic that I didn't notice just yet. But I noticed that there is possible to make them core. At least that means they'll have heroes and that's, that's yeah. already something, right? Uh, and uh, for the knight, I'm not sure which knight exactly I'm going to take, but I'm pretty sure uh, the Dominus unfortunately doesn't fit. Although, although if I'm, I'm not terribly rule, sad about the Dominus not fitting, I'll be honest. Uh, with you. <laughs> if it would be possible to fit a Dominus uh, Valiant, mm -hmm. 
Mm -hmm. Uh, I would take this one uh, because I love the model. Uh, to me, it's really sad uh, that we don't see the um, not Castellan knight, the variant, yeah, the variant uh, on the battlefields. And uh, the, the issue why we don't see it, uh, because one shot harpoon, uh, which often doesn't work. Uh, it hits on three plus. Yeah, it like usually boons and twos, uh, but the problem is like a lot of things in the game at the moment have uh, invulnerable save. So basically, just well, I mean, you hit something has to have invulnerable save, nothing happens. Uh, so if they would fix the harpoon, uh, which I don't see a reason why not. I mean, like it's one shot weapon. Like Probably should ignore invulnerable saves. Yeah, it just should ignore, you know, exactly. It's a huge garpoon. I mean, like, it should, like, just, like, go through whatever uh, because it's huge and it's garpoon, right? Um, so just make it ignore invulnerable safe, and I think, like, it will be good enough uh, to play Valiant Knight. It, it, it's expensive model. Uh, I mean, it's expensive in cost of points, expensive in cost of money and the time that you need to spend in order to build it. And it's not that uh, imbalanced model as Castellan was. Like it, no. it never was that imbalanced, and I guess it never will. So just make it the harpoon, ignoring vulnerable safe, and I think it's going to be really good. I mean, like it's going to be good model, playable at least. Uh, so if uh, if not valiant, uh, which I think is going to be the case, then uh, probably I'm going to take a warden. Uh, Which is the coolest knight, in my opinion. I love it. Uh, it looks so badass. Yeah, Warden, look, first, it looks cool. Uh, second, actually, it has two, two important things for that list. Uh, it has, at the same time, shooting shooting possibility uh, with the Relic Gun. Relic Gun is still hot. And uh, at the same time, it has a hand or a chainsaw. Like in both, yeah, chainsaw. In both cases, uh, in case of hand or in case of chainsaw, it does pretty good melee damage to big things, because those things are usually against like something like, I don't know, tanks, right? While stomping is usually used against infantry. So uh, I think that that's kind of good balance for a knight at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you ask me like what's going to happen with the objective markers, like how I'm going to hold objectives and so on and so forth. So basically the idea is that uh, Vanguard and Rangers uh, and breachers, they will to try to hold the objectives uh, together with infiltrators as well. While everything else, because robots, they're going to hit hard in close combat. Knight, he's going to hit hard in close combat, plus he can shoot as well. Uh, so uh, then uh, Scorpius, uh, he's shooting and uh, he can block things as well from moving towards you. Uh, and uh, I got used to the fact that I need to save it uh, I need to keep it back, but probably this game I'm, I'm going to push it forward instead, uh, because that, that will mean that you, basically your troops can't proceed. Yes, I probably won't be able to shoot something, but I probably won't need to, because uh, if I block you from, from approaching and then robots come and punch you in the face, well, I'm pretty happy with that. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, Flyer. Yeah, uh, flyer basically remove aura. That's that's like the main purpose of the flyer, remove auras. And as well, I've noticed that uh, the bombs uh, that is dropping is actually a really good thing. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, bombs are great. Everything else is like questionable, and uh, I'm not sure if it's possible. I've seen the lists with uh, three flyers, uh, or with even more than three flyers actually. 
Uh, I'm not sure if those lists like are that good, but even I, anyway, I don't have that many flyers and I'm probably not going to buy them anyway, at least not in the nearest future. So one flyer that I have right now is like good enough uh, first step, I would say. Mm -hmm. uh, that's, uh, that's, that's the list. Uh, uh, we shall see how it works. Uh, we shall see if it works well or if it dies horribly immediately. I mean, I don't know. Mm -hmm. um, uh, but to me, it looks like a step in the direction that they that Games Workshop was trying to uh, set uh, for the new Admet products, uh, because you definitely can see like that they didn't think that um, vanguards and rangers altogether will become such a force when you take like three units of vanguards and twenty five units of rangers, all of them are twenty, and I'm going to just like stand here and shoot like take as many marshals as you can. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure that wasn't the intention. Uh, we've never seen that behavior from Games Workshop in any other codexes. No. Uh, and I don't think that uh, this codex is an exception. And I'm sure that uh, it was just like a misunderstanding that yeah. <laughs> has been made between Games Workshop game designers and uh, competitive players of 40K who, again, like as we said many times, take the best thing. Yeah. Uh, but that they can uh, in the book. So that's probably something that I'm going to play. Again, like it's not super competitive. Uh, it's not super optimal, but what it's I want to do- It's not a bad do... list either. Like it's got some teeth in it. Yeah, exactly. And uh, it actually has, um, it actually, uh, for me at least, it's a, it's a good uh, change of things. Uh, I got used to the fact that they play only uh, shooter robots. Mm -hmm. uh, now we have puncher robots. I get used to the fact that I need to sacrifice my infantry and uh, keep my heavy stuff. Mm -hmm. Well, this time it's kind of vice versa, actually. I am ready to sacrifice big things, but keep my infantry safe. Uh, so it's it's not completely opposite uh, to the thing that I got used to play, uh, because it has the same models. Uh, but it has some changes in its spirit, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, like this is going to be like that, I guess. Okay, well, I've written a list um, <laughs> while you've been talking. So I've, I've been wanting to try like a mixed force of Slanesh demons and Slanesh uh, space marines, so Emperor's children. Um, so I kind of had a list from before. And while Roman's been telling us about his list, I've been modifying it to fit with our Highlander format and with the new points changes. So what I, will, what I have on this list, I've got a demon prince with wings and lots of toys so that he can't be overwatched and is cool mm -hmm. um, warp time of course uh dark apostle uh for the relic that lets me reroll wounds once mm -hmm. per turn or once per game sorry sorcerer with the jump pack uh 10 cultists five chaos space marines with chain swords um which is less than optimal but got to stick to the theme and the only other troops choice I have to make a battalion is chaos space marines uh, and then I have a big blob of 20 noise marines with all sonic blasters apart from the two blast masters uh, and then I'm going to try out the new terminator build which is uh, 10 terminators uh, you take the icon of excess to get them uh, extra extra hits uh, lightning claws and plasma gu plasma guns well compu plasmas and a couple of reaper auto cannons um, and the Reaper Autocannon is now the same points as a, a Combi Plasma, which is really cool because you only take two in a unit. Um, and when it was more points, you would just take the Plasma Gun. 
but having it the same points, uh, I think it's completely fine. I think it's really good. I mean, it's heavy four, strength seven, minus two, uh, damage one. Um, pretty good. So, yeah, it's pretty good. And lightning claws are ridiculously good now. A lightning claw on a terminator, a chaos terminator, is zero points. Um, so <laughs> it's just completely killed the chain fist, essentially, and the chain axe and the power axe and the power maul and the power sword. You just take a lightning claw um, because then you get reroll wounds. Um, so, and then onto the demon's detachment, I got a slash patrol with the Keeper of Secrets, Exalted to give him the four of invulnerable save. Um, I'll probably give him the, the artifact of Slanesh to give him wounds back when he attacks. I'm actually just going to put that on this straight away. Uh, and then he, and then I've got a Celesque, a unit of 10 Demonets, a unit of three Fiends, and a unit of five Furies. Um, so very similar to Roman's list in theme there. Like I've got some of the best things you can take right now. Noise Marines, they come and go and how good they are depending on the meta. But right now I think with with Admech Hordes being a thing, they're pretty good. The the Lightning Claw, uh, Empress Children Terminators are great. I've been looking for a chance to try them out. Keeper of Secrets is obviously great. Um, and Fiends are, are really, really good. Um, but generally people are not taking Celeste, they're not taking the Demon Prince, they're just taking two more Keepers of Secrets. So I'm going away from that into my own variation of the list, which cuts down the spam, makes into Highlander format, which is going to be more fun, I think, and gives me a little bit more variety. Um, so yeah, it should be, that sounds like a really fun game to me, Yeah, uh, which yeah. should be the goal here. Um, so, you know, guys, like if you are, like we were, feeling a bit more negative about the situation because of all of the craziness that Games Workshop keeps releasing. Remember, we're not part of it. Uh, none of us are <laughs> tournaments. Uh, leave the Floridians to their uh, madness in their fully vaccinated uh, state and let them play all of this crazy lists into each other where only three lists can survive a tournament. And um, just play stuff that you like. Uh, practice your core skills at the game. You know, using your psychic powers at the right times, the right units. Deployment. Everyone can always get better at deployment. Uh, movement is key. Thinking about okay, do I need to double move? Do I need to advance this unit, get into an objective, or do I need to move it so it can shoot? And you know, all those core skills, like when to charge, but not to charge when to sacrifice a unit, when not to sacrifice a unit, all of those core skills, you can still practice them no matter what army you're playing. So I would highly suggest you do what me and Roman are gonna do. Take armies that you're excited to play, make them more thematic. Maybe try Highlander format. It does restrict you away from mm -hmm. making these really stupid lists and uh, have a good time. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. Actually, uh, I, I haven't heard about uh, High, Highlander. 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 We're going to have to watch Highlander at some point, Roman. I can't believe you haven't seen it. It's I haven't the, seen it. Like, one of the best worst 80s films. I haven't, I haven't, I haven't watched it, really. I probably should check it out. Uh, uh, I haven't heard about this format, uh, but I think it's actually really good in the, car in the current uh, circumstances of the, of the meta and in the current circumstances of codexes as well. Because guys, you see like what we have right now. We have uh, Dark Elders uh, in the recent, I mean, in the last policies, right? Dark Elders, Sisters, and Badmech. 
And all those three uh, codexes, uh, they're kind of more powerful than, than the codexes that we had before, and definitely more powerful than the codexes we had in the eighth edition. Uh, I mean, like there are troops which make the game not really fun, <laughs> I would say. Uh, but not all the codex has been released. Mm. Like that's that's the, basically the problem. Not all the codex has been released, and uh, I, I wouldn't expect that we see all the codexes till the end of the year, because I mean now is already June, right? It's basically basic, basically it's it's already July, uh, and uh, we have more than I don't know like more than seventy percent of codexes not yet released. Uh, I mean, not, I mean the new codexes. Uh, among the Imperium armies, uh, Astra Militarum, one of the biggest uh, by the variety of units, I mean, compared to only the Space Marines, probably still not released. Uh, Knights, not released. Custodes, not released. Uh, what, I'm, what I'm talking about, even Space Marines, not all of them released. I mean, like, there are a lot of fractions which have been released in 8th edition, but not yet released for 9th edition. Uh, for example, salamanders. Salamanders been salamanders have, no, no, no. Uh, the, yeah, all the Space Marine yeah. books are out. They are supplements. Ah, yeah, they, they released like supplements. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're right. They're not doing codexes for all of them again. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was well, madness. But there are Space Marines that aren't out because there's no Grey Knight book. And yeah. there's no Thousand Sun book. And yeah, there's right. no Greatest Travesty of All Chaos Space Marine book. Supposedly the main villain of the entire. Ah, yeah, setting. I've heard, I've heard no about those space, space marines. marines. I've heard about those space marines. I think they're bad guys. They're the most important faction, and I will hear nothing else said about it. <laughs> Probably because they're bad guys. That's why not, released, <laughs> not yet released. Well, uh, yeah, basically chaos. Pretty much nothing is released except of the Death um, Guard, uh, and that's it, right? The only bit of yeah. chaos that I don't really like is the bit that gets a book. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but uh, I mean, those, that means codexes from 8th edition still valid. That's basically what it means. Codexes from 8th edition for those armies are still valid because you don't have anything else. And uh, in this particular scenario, I think uh, if you have friends who play one of those armies, which is, well, usual thing, I would, I would say. I mean, pretty much everyone has one of those armies because they're just one of the most popular. Uh, especially scale space marines. I mean, like, there is basically, like, you know, like in, in the beginning, it was Ethereum and Chaos, and Chaos was basically Chaos space marines. Uh, so, if you just want to uh, be on the same level or like on the same page with uh, your opponent who still has uh, a codex from 8th edition, I think uh, this, um, this type of game, this type of format is actually pretty good. Yeah, because then it's, it, it's easier to adjust. Yeah, I mean, every every codex has some good stuff in it, you know, like Chaos Space Marines, Empress Children. Lucky enough for me, are, are the best part of it, really. Um, but even if you're playing like other factions, I mean, Alpha Legion have cool things they can do with obliterators. Word bearers have really good ability to cast psychic powers. Like there's, um, they make cool possess. You know, every every sub faction has something that it can do. And by limiting um, what you're taking from the newer codexes, you're less likely to overwhelm them, because <laughs> they can take uh, their their one really good thing and build an army around it, and you take your one really good thing and build an army around it, and um, it just levels the playing field, like you said. Yeah. 
Yeah. Cool. I think it's a good episode. Uh, I hope you guys think so too. Uh, but we'll move on to book recommendations. Roman, if you're ready, you can go. Uh, you can go actually. Uh, I need to think about that. I have a few books which I which I want to recommend, but I'm not sure with which one to start actually. Okay. Um, so I've actually had a book recommendation from a reader uh, this week. It's a book I haven't read myself, um, but he said that uh, he thought me and Roman would be really interested in it, and he asked if he could recommend it on the podcast. And as I'm reading American Gods in my book club at the moment, which I would probably recommend at some point, but it's bloody long, so it's taken us a while to get through it. And I don't want to recommend it, a book I haven't finished yet. I thought this was a great time to um, to let the listener um, suggest his book. Uh, so mm -hmm. the book is called Artifact, and it is book one of The Lazarus War, uh, which is a sort of sci-fi um, adventure series. Um, mm -hmm. Uh, it's it's sort of it's inspired by uh, such works as The Edge of Tomorrow and Alien, so it's got a good grounding in what it's been inspired by. Um, and essentially, it tells the story of um, mankind encountering an alien race, and then, of course, what happens is a big war. Um, mm -hmm. And um, obviously, uh, so. And you follow an elite military team uh, called from the Simulant Operation Program. Um, and they uh, control remote avatars. Um, so like robots, essentially, that let mm -hmm. them fight um, against the aliens. Um, and like I said, I haven't read this book. I know very little about it other than a reader said that we should suggest it because it should chime well with 40k and it's um getting astonishingly good reviews i mean um it's it's sitting at five stars four stars everywhere um mm -hmm. and i think it just sounds really interesting i'll probably uh, pick it up for my next audible credit it is, it is available on audible uh, but the paperback is only seven pound fifty on amazon which is not expensive for a, for a brand new book uh, that's only recently been released so um if you want something that is sci-fi but it's not 40k and mm -hmm. it's still war in space uh check out the lazarus war um and book one is artifact by the author jamie sawyer and uh, i will give it a listen on audible and then when i finished it i will let you know what i think so once again uh the lazarus war book one artifact by jamie sawyer that sounds really good um I was thinking to recommend the book of Isabella Allende, which uh, an author which I recommended before with, with her with her House of Spirits. Uh, but actually, I didn't find her latest book or like one of the latest books in in English. So I'm not sure if it's translated or not. Uh, that's why I'm going to recommend another book. I mean, like we kind of have a habit of recommending something which is connected to ancient Greece or like in general with Athens. Yeah, well, me uh, so, and Roman are not talking about Warhammer, we're generally talking about ancient Greece. So yeah, apologize for all of you out there who are not interested <laughs> in ancient Greece. It will pop off, pop off in the podcast every now and again. Exactly. So this time is again, this, this exact moment, I'm going to recommend the book about ancient Greece. And uh, this is a book uh, by a French author, Nicole Laurent. Uh, yeah, she's French. Uh, she, she, she was, I'm not sure if she's alive, not, probably not. Uh, and uh, it's Laura is written in, with L O R R U X. 
well, French people, they love their letters, you know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and the book is called The Divided City on memory. Uh, it's easy to remember compared to yeah. this name. Yeah, exactly. You just enter in Amazon Nicole and then Divided City and they, and they can assure you that's going to be the first book you will encounter. So Divided City on memory and forgetting in ancient times. So basically what happens? Uh, in Athens, in uh, 403 before Christ, uh, there was a dictatorship of the 30, and it actually was over in uh, 403 before Christ. And uh, it, it was over as a result of uh, civil war. But what happens next? And then people of Athens, they gather together and say like, okay, we had a dictatorship. We had a civil war and we killed each other for quite some time. But we're still citizens of the same city-state. We're still citizens of Athens. And we kind of have to move forward. Let's forget what happened. Let's just sit together and agree to forget. Mm -hmm. Not forgive, mm. but forget. Because when you forgive, you still have this feeling that like, you know, like something bad happened to you and you forgive that person. This is like, it's, it's a more radical state. They're going to forget for all like what happened. Obviously it's not an easy task guys. Mm -hmm. And uh, basically what Nicole Laura does in her book is actually it's a book which contains several, several articles that she published in newspapers and uh, various journals. She's been trying to reconstruct how this forgetting actually happens. Uh, you may ask like, why does it, I mean like, but why does it, important like why, why why is it still valuable uh in the i mean more in modern days like 403 before christ like it happened like <laughs> near 2500 years ago right it's been quite a long time uh well uh, first you may think about that as a first step uh to peace in imperium because probably you just need to forget of what happened between Chorus and Emperor and, and, and the Emperor and everyone else. Of course, you probably want, but anyway, you have to try to imagine the situation. Second one, uh, probably more important one, and which actually has some political consequences. Consequences. Uh, if you follow the news in Spain, uh, what happened like some years ago when Catalonia decided to uh, rush for independence. Uh, a few days ago, uh, the Prime Minister of uh, Spain, Pedro Sanchez, actually announced that he's going to pardon uh, the people who've been sentenced for this rebellion. And he said, like, we need to forget the thing that happened, move to together towards the better future of Spain. So you see the same ideas of forgetting of what happened. They still move in, uh, like in, in speeches of politicians and politics in general and uh in uh, in the things that we say to each other so i think that it's like it's really good book uh i pretty much finished it i have like 89 percent finished mm -hmm. so i have like just a few pages left going to finish it today and i uh, and actually i think that nicole Rolo did a tremendous job in uh decrypting all those greek words and sentences and it's like in its internal meaning uh, translating some uh, phrases from uh, from Odyssey, for example, or from Iliad, or from different uh, myths of ancient Greece. So, if you love ancient Greece and uh, Greece mythology as much as we do, 
uh, Idafas recommends Nicole Rouault, the divided city on memory forgetting in ancient times. Well, uh, so I've got two books to read now because I'm really interested in reading that one as well. So um, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's quite exciting. Um, and I can tell you that every book that Roman has recommended me on antiquity has been fantastic. So although I haven't read this book myself, because I know Roman consumes a lot of this stuff, uh, yeah. I'm sure that he's picked out a really good one for us. So um, that's it for this week, guys. Um, Trying to be much more positive now. Uh, we went through the dark time of the podcast. We're back to the light time of the podcast. Warhammer is good. It is fun. We're going to find fun ways to play. We're going to still improve our game, even without going to tournaments. And by the time tournaments start up again, us and you, our listeners, are going to be much better players and going to take them by storm. And on yeah. that note, we will speak to you next week. Talk to you next week, guys. Bye-bye.